Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. It gives me an almost erotic pleasure to announce that for the second year in a row, this silly, sexy little podcast has come away with a gong in the best entertainment category of the British Podcast Awards. Better than that, The Guardian called it a triumphant return. I'd like to thank the whole team for their hard work. The whole team is me, but I thought that sounded a bit too much like I was saying, yes, I am amazing, aren't I? Well spotted. Anyway, that is what I'm saying, so let's get started. You're listening to the award-winning Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. I love being naked. I mean, mostly I'm whispering filth into your ears about boning and banging and other jiggery-pokery, so it's probably not that shocking for you to find out that I like taking my clothes off. However, I don't just mean for the purposes of chucking one up some random grinder tart. Oh my god. (laughs) It's phrases like that that really win me the awards, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway... Oh, if I lived alone, the first thing, first thing I would do when I got home from work would be to strip off and wander around naked for the rest of the evening. In fact, when I know my housemates aren't going to be in, I do do that anyway. There's been a couple of occasions where I've had to quickly leg it up the stairs as I hear keys in the front door, and one awkward moment where I got trapped in the kitchen and there's nothing I could do but grab a tea towel, but normally, I get away with it. At least, I think I do. The living room has a huge window that's overlooked by at least five floors of a block of flats in the building opposite, so it's a good bet at some point that all of my neighbours have seen a bit more of me than was absolutely necessary. It's not even a sexy thing, to be honest. It just feels nice and freeing to be able to walk around naked. Although, when I am feeling sexy, I can keep the tea towel there without having to use my hands. It's not about actual sex, it's mostly just about the feeling of being naked. It's really relaxing. You know, you could say it was empowering, it just feels really good. The first time I did anything publicly naked was about five years ago at an event called Naked Boys Reading, which was pretty much exactly what it said on the tin. Every month or so, a group of boys would stand on stage, naked, and read different themes from literature, like Naked Boys Reading Bedtime Stories, or Naked Boys Reading Love Letters. A lot of the details of these early events are lost in the mists of time and gin. But the first time I went, I remember seeing a porn star kneeling on the bar in some sweaty East London basement, reading aloud The Very Hungry Caterpillar. And that's when I knew this was the sort of thing I was going to enjoy. There were even a few occasions, back in the early days, when after the readers had read, and the thing just became a normal club night party thing, everyone would get naked and just have a dance. It was fun, in a copying an eyeful as often as you can but not too much because you don't want to get excited kind of a way just silly fun really lots of skin on show willies just kind of flopping about as we danced that sort of thing i remember the weirdest bit to get used to in that situation was not really knowing what to do with my hands because you know you couldn't put them in your pockets obviously and i couldn't play with my phone because you know phones shouldn't be allowed in naked environments anyway and even if they were there was nowhere to put my phone because i didn't have any pockets 
I'd find my hand kind of straying back to my junk just because it was there and there was nowhere else for my hands to be. But I had to stop doing that in case I had someone's eye out. So in the end, I just made sure I had a drink in each hand the whole time. Which, kids, is how I met your father. (laughs) No, but that would be a pretty good story to scare some future children with. Naked Boys reading is still going, although nowadays it's a bit classier and there's no naked partying after the show. But I wouldn't know, I'm always backstage offering uh, moral support to the Naked Boys just before they go on stage. Or just after they've come off stage. Whenever's convenient for them, really, I'm just happy to be helping. (laughs) So, apart from accidentally scaring the neighbour's children from my living room window, that was my lot as far as public nudity was concerned. Up until recently, anyway. I've been wanting to be a bit more naked, but Britain isn't exactly great at that whole warm weather thing, so eventually I found a club online that was strictly nudes only. Well, almost nudes. You had to keep your shoes on, because using protection doesn't just mean condoms. I took a hot friend along with me for moral support. I made sure it was a hot one so that if he pulled, I could at least watch him getting it on with someone sexy. And if it was truly awful, I could use him to distract them while I ran away, like chucking a sausage at a guard dog quite a lot like that actually anyway sadly it didn't take long to notice that this really wasn't in the same vein as naked boys reading or even just naked cubbing i got handed a condom and a packet of lube as i paid my entry fee and that really should have been something of a flag i suppose this wasn't the fun carefree liberating nudity while dancing around and drinking too much surrounded by sexy men this was a dark sweaty crowded slimy fuckhole of a central london sex club The first thing that really brought this home to me was when I walked into the main area and saw a bench of what looked like giant oven-ready chickens. Then my eyes adjusted to the gloom and I realised it was just a low bench with five or six guys naked and just knelt over with their bums in the air for anyone to come up and just have a go. So yeah, a very different vibe. And smell. Oh god, the smell. No fun, free-spirited dancing around with hot, sexy men. Instead, it was shuffling through a darkened room full of, well, think of exactly the kind of people you see on naturist documentaries. The ones who spring to mind immediately whenever you hear the words quantity surveyor or tax accountant. And then imagine them naked with particularly angry-looking erections and slightly dead eyes. They had the dead-looking eyes, not their erections. That would be terrifying. My mate whispered in my ear at one point as we were shuffling along that it was a lot like being stuck in some kind of weird, horny zombie apocalypse. They all just shuffled round, each of them making eye contact, pointedly looking at your crotch, and then back to your eyes, and then wandering off when you didn't give off the appropriate yes, please, touch my penis signals. That was when they didn't just go straight for your junk. I shuffled away hastily, trying to lose some of the grabbier men which is when I made the horrifying discovery of what it felt like to stand on something squishy. I was suddenly very grateful that they'd made me keep my shoes on. I shuffled a bit faster and found myself in a little corridor with booths off it, where a gentleman and one or two of his closest friends could go together to do consensual things to each other, while others crowded around the doorway to watch. There were lots of loud, enthusiastic moans and grunts that were too loud and too enthusiastic to be convincing. Like, mate, it's all right, just enjoy it. It's not porn, you can just enjoy what's happening, you don't need to play it up for us. I'm not sure if it was the noises or the incredibly sexy atmosphere, but people had started shagging in the tiny corridor as well as in the sexy rooms, which made it very difficult to get past. 
Just imagine me stood there, naked, trying politely to get round these two middle-aged men breathlessly giving each other one in this darkened corridor. You know, like, excuse me, could I just... Excuse me, could I just squeeze... Oh, could I just... I'm just, just trying to get past. Sorry. Oh, all of my apologies being drowned out by sex noises that sounded very much like a cow falling into a wood chipper. You know me, I'm not exactly a prude, but I just didn't find this sexy at all. I'm not saying don't do this kind of thing if you want to, but personally I prefer a bit of mystery, a bit of interaction, a little excitement, rather than just a dead-eyed hump with a random guy in a darkroom. And while I was away fighting off gross old men, my hot mate chatted up and pulled a really hot guy, because obviously that's what hot friends do, which was nice when I wandered round and found them snogging each other. After a minute or two, this hottie saw me and grabbed me and started making out with me as well, which was awfully nice of him. This went on for a bit, and then I noticed my friend was starting to get a bit handsy with the both of us, which was quite exciting, to be honest. He was hot, you know, I was getting quite into it. Until I realised that my friend's hands were over there. And at the exact same moment, I noticed some heavy breathing on the back of my neck. I yelped and quickly disentangled myself from what had become me, my hot friend, this sexy random guy, and two uninvited old men whose luby hands were sliding all over me. Oh, God. At least I hope it was lube. That was the last straw. I went and wiped myself down in the toilets. My mate said goodbye to his new friend and we left. I had to burn those shoes. This was Probably True, the multi-award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the multi-award-winning Scott Flashheart. If you liked what you've heard, you could share it with your friends, leave a positive iTunes review, and sign up at probablytruepodcast.com. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as UnlikelyLad. Come at me, bro. I've mentioned a couple of times that there's a Patreon account where you can pledge a small amount for every episode to help me with the cost of running the thing. Today I decided that I wanted to do something else with it, so I took all of the money that's been donated to Probably True so far, and I gave it to the London LGBTQ Community Centre crowdfunding campaign. I thought after the community had given me so many hilarious stories to tell you, it was only fair that I gave something back. There's a link to the crowdfunding page in the show notes, and they're still far from their target, so if you can spare a couple of quid, you'll be helping them do some really great work in East London. I know they'd appreciate it. Besides, I'd only have spent it on gin and whores anyway. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 